This is the first special episode of Dadpreneur Revolution, Thriving in Crisis. And I have the honor to introduce you to Brad McComb, that is an expert and has put a lot of attention and passion into mastering how to support families to create digital well-being and healthy digital habits with kids. And I know a lot of people are struggling with this and especially in these times of staying inside the house. So his message is so important. He is sharing some really practical and insightful ways how you can go about this to create both the digital habits but also to create really good ways for yourself and your families around the digital habits. So really enjoy this episode. So the big question is this. How do men like us that not accept status quo or only showing up with a paycheck and then checking out from our families, but are brave enough to create fulfillment and success as husbands, dads and entrepreneurs? How do we get it all together without feeling overwhelmed or stuck in the compromise of never being enough while putting family first and creating successful businesses? My name is Matthias Fyrad and welcome to the Dadpreneur Revolution. Join me along as I learn from the best, apply and share how I take ownership of the most important areas of life and a family. So there are obviously a global crisis going on right now with a lot of challenges and people's lives changes in so many different ways. And uh, therefore, I saw a message from Brad yesterday and reached out like, we need to have your message shared with more people of the world. So this is um, an initiative, an attempt. And we just got on the call two minutes ago and I asked Brad, we didn't plan to go live. I asked him, are you up for going live straight away? And he's like... Let's do it. So thank you so much, Brad, for showing up in this way without preparation, but giving everything you got uh, for, for the community, for the families around the world, and to see how we all can, can show up and, and support our families and, and businesses to thrive in a beautiful way. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. So um, tell me a little bit, uh, we have this pandemic going on right now. How, how is that impacting your and your family's life at the moment? Uh, well... Here in, in Edmonton, Canada, it, it's we're they're asking us to be socially isolated and keep some social distancing. So, you know, we're getting more messages every day about doing that and trying to stay home as much as possible. Um, so, for our family, the schools were closed uh, last week, a uh, week before uh, their spring break started. Hmm. So that drew threw us into being uh, stay-at-home parents. Or uh, stay-at-home parents, uh, teachers. So now we're homeschooling. Homeschooling, yeah. So that's an entirely new thing. I know there's lots of uh, families out there that do that already, but when it's thrust upon you suddenly and having to adapt and adjust your work schedule and Mm. and now making sure your kids are still on top of schoolwork. So we're just getting into that. Uh, Luckily for us, we have a week on week off with, uh, with our kids. So this past week, uh, my partner, Jenny and I haven't had to do the homeschooling part, but uh, they're all coming home. Uh, this this weekend here so we'll be back at it next week trying to adapt to that so that's how we're being directly impacted uh, fortunately for me I'm kind of a I work from home most of the time anyways I know I'm not allowed to go to some of my clients offices right now they're either shut down or they're on a strict remote uh, yeah. work from home policy as well so uh, so there's that but other than that you know we're we're getting by and how do you experience like, like the so the culture? Is there any shifts uh, there? Like I had this meeting at a store the other day with a dear friend, and it's like 
we should have this social distancing. So like, oh, let's give him a huge hug. That's how we do it in Sweden. But like, no, I shouldn't. I, I stay like this. And then as soon as I experienced that, I also felt like actually kind of my heart and my kind of intention with him also closed down a little bit. How is your experience with interacting with people around now? Um, yeah, we've been keeping our distance. Um, most of the time when we go out, it's just been to the grocery store to get a, a few things. Mm. And, um, I'm just trying to avoid people that uh, get too close sometimes. Mm. Um, a lot of the grocery stores are actually putting like tape lines down around the, the tills. So they're helping with that social distancing, giving people some cues on like, okay, you stand on this line and keep mm-hmm. your distance. So that's new. Uh, it's definitely yeah. new going to the grocery stores and not being able to get everything you need because mm. people have stocked up on things that they probably didn't normally buy in the first place. So yeah. So grocery stores are having a hard time keeping up, keeping their product on the shelves. Um, yeah. For me, I it, it's tough to not do a handshake with somebody right mm. now. Like that's usually how, you know, we greet each other here in Canada and so not being able to do that is, is different. And mm. so, yeah, it's definitely a mind shift from that. And I don't, I don't know whether we'll ever return to that. It just seems like everyone's taking this you know, extremely seriously as they should. And I think mm. some of those social uh, things that we normally do are, they might not come back right away or if at all. So yeah, it's different. Yeah. And, <clears throat> So with Invitation, this is the first like uh, episode of the Dadpreneur Revolution Thriving Crisis edition. So we're going to bring this on conversation daily. And the question is really like, but how, what can we do today? What do you do today in your family, in your life? It's like, here are actually things that I take initiative. Here's how I'm pre- being proactive. How are you doing to kind of own your life and not become a victim? It's like, I, I don't know what to do, go out in frustration or, or whatever can happen. So do you especially like i'm super curious to speak about the the digital well-being uh so in any aspect you want to dive into that how do you do to to be uh, be empowered and, and stay empowered during these circumstances well the key thing for us is just keeping our routine as close to normal as possible and, and not letting uh you know what's happening today distract us from you know the things that we want to accomplish with our businesses and and with our families. So we really try to maintain that. Um, we had our kids work with us to create a schedule for the day for the homeschooling piece. Uh, so we're doing that. Uh, around digital well-being, we, you know, we're trying not to, to be using our technology as much, especially when it comes to getting like play, like play by play on, on the pandemic and the, the, the confirmed cases and, and really not getting into that all the time. Like we, we understand as a family that uh, the situation is going to be worse before it gets better. And mm-hmm. so we just realized that that's the case and there's no point in us stressing ourselves out by getting updates constantly about the number of cases and yeah. really trying to avoid that as much as possible. And at the same time, I went into that the other day, like I started doing that at night, like before going to bed, like, okay, not being able to control my curiosity and starting looking at this news. And that was not a good thing. I, I stopped that now. Yeah, definitely. Right not a good bed night story. Right before bed's probably the worst time for yeah. that, right? It gets into your mind. And then mm. there, there's other people that are doing it first thing in the morning, too. Mm. That's not a good way to start your day off. Mm. You're just going to get yourself in a heightened state of 
of uh, of awareness and panic, and it's just gonna it's just gonna meld into your entire day, and it's mm. just gonna keep snowballing. So, so us as a family, we try to avoid that. And and when we do look for information, we're just sticking to what our government sources are providing yeah. us and staying away from this the the popular media for that yeah. because we know they only tell us what they want us to hear, and and so getting the right information from the right sources important and that helps keep our mind at ease as well yeah for sure yeah but that's so to be selective uh in in that aspect so can you tell me like what can you tell me the background what is like why did you create the digital well-being uh, a healthy digital habits for your family what, what's what's the story behind that what's the issue behind that that inspired you to kind of dig in deep in this aspect yeah absolutely well from personal experience i found that when my son was super young and I was still still married, I found a lot of the time it would, the devices were more important, and it seemed like we were always just kind of letting him play video games a lot or doing watching TV shows and whatever, rather than like spending some quality time with them. And and so that always kind of bothered me. And, and when your son comes to you and says, "Daddy, why are you always on your phone?" Well, that really that really hits home, right? You realize that you know maybe my my actions are are not what's needed here. Like he's looking for my time and I'm spending it buried in a phone. So that's been part of it. And then because of because of that environment that he kind of grew up in, he's gotten into trouble with uh, stealing his devices for at nighttime and watching YouTube videos and not getting a good sleep and really affecting his life. And then, you know, maybe a bit of, you know, accountability on my part that I played a role in that. And so that's part of it for sure. I think that's so so powerful, like the, the parent's role. Like it always comes back to our role as a parent. And it's so easy to see like the, the social media and the constant amazing huge amount of input flow that is possible out there. It's kind of challenging control and it's so easy to just get swept up in it in any way. I have kind of this this idea, you know, that for anyone to have a smartphone, you first need to go to kind of enlightenment school, you know, and sit yeah. on the mountain for 10 years. And then when your soul is completely pure, then you can be handed an iPhone and, or an Android, and then you can start downloading the app and actually you're completely disattached that you don't need this. But actually no one is that enlightened. So it's like the technology is far ahead from what we are actually kind of mature enough to handle. That's, that's how I experience it. Like it's so easy to get into these addictions. So then to be able to acknowledge it, it's not their thing, it's, it's my thing. I think that's such a beautiful way. And, and it's so much more painful also to recognize I have a big part of that. So how did you relate to that on an like, emotional uh, level for yourself? Uh, well, it really kind of hurt me that I was doing that to him. So, and, and setting him up for, for this problem that he eventually ended up having. Hmm. So, you know, a lot of guilt there for that. Um, we, we let our kids get into this technology and I was kind of referred to like giving your kids the keys to your car, but not teaching them how to drive. You know, we, we wouldn't do that, but yet we do that with technology and we don't understand as parents how that's affecting their development. And so that's a key factor as well. We're, we're robbing them essentially of uh, some of the real human skills that they, they need to be able to regulate their moods, to deal with other people, uh, to communicate effectively, to be able to still be creative and find their own things to do that, that aren't just mindless. So 
and I, and I see a lot of parents that are in that trap and it, I really just want to reach out and try to help as much as possible so that we can, you know, curb this. The technology is supposed to be a tool for us to use to make our lives better. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we slip into this distraction mode for far too long and, mm-hmm. and our day just disappears on us and we've accomplished nothing, yeah. nothing productive. And, and I don't want to see families going through that and the disconnect, like, families aren't even talking to each other normally they're each in their own individual rooms doing whatever and and that's kind of sad to me it's sad that our our society is slipping towards that and i just i really want to put in some effort to help help us try to avoid that as much as possible kind of i, th- I think we're kind of like two, two states either we can be like the, the victims or leaders that's like the two two, two different states right exactly. and it also comes back to the two parts either we're consumers or creators yes and and our cons- or our society is built for consumerism it's built on on you know in sweden if i go back 20 years ago we didn't have any shopping malls like we didn't we had or maybe we had one in stockholm and now we have you know 35 or 50 shopping malls and like but actually the people it's not it's a few more people but it's not that many more people right there's this huge amount of consumption and and also these more more channels than ever before to consume and as soon as happens as i start consume i numb my creative part i numb my inspiration i numb my personal connection to my heart to my gut to like to my core who i am and I'm kind of more becoming this kind of robot that that react to my environment instead of create my environment. And I think for me, like this is one of the biggest toxic things. It's like it's so small in the moment, but if you look on a little bit of time, a week, a month, a year, a decade, a childhood, it's so huge to kind of lose that power of of, of creation. And it, what what I say happens is like we become addicts, and we need that stimuli to feel okay. Absolutely. We can't find ourselves. So how do you relate to that? And how can, like, what are, what are ways that families today, especially now, because people are at home, you know, people don't go out as much for, to play or to walk. It's not, people don't meet with their play friends and all these situations. So people are much more at home. So how can we handle this situation now uh, and, and find a, a like, good balance when it comes to technology, you think? Well, I think we're experiencing a, a tremendous opportunity to be, to reconnect with our families because we're now isolated within our homes together. It's a perfect opportunity to start to learn more about each other as a family. I think that doesn't happen as much anymore. As I said, we're always, everybody's doing their own thing on their own devices. So one thing that we try to do here is we, we schedule our time with technology, um, especially with if it's free time and, and setting Okay, we're gonna let you guys watch uh, sixty minutes of of Netflix, but then that's it. We got to do something else, and we're also trying to, you know, get the kids to come up with things that we can do together as a family that doesn't involve watching a movie. That seems to be the default. Well, let's just watch a movie. So, trying to encourage them to come up with different things like that. Um, just trying to find things that allow us to reconnect with each other and get to know each other again as a family. And I, I strongly believe that that'll make us stronger uh, and help us get through this, this situation uh, and, and not be too messed up by it at the end. Hmm. 
and and how it's like if I schedule time with technology, I, I'm much younger kids, like my, my uh, daughters are two and a half and five. But the question is kind of the same, because if I say like, okay, let's schedule time or, or whatever structure I put on top, on, on them, they've, they're like resist, no more, you know, that's the default answer. Uh, and also it's like when you think it's like, you say, come, come up with things together, encourage kids to come up with things to do together. Do you have any special ways how to do that in a way that's kind of inspiring and, and, no, that it happens in a way that actually benefit the family. Um, yeah, enc encouraging the kids to be creative on their own. Um, mm. We tend to just tell our kids what we want them to do, but that doesn't help them come up with things to do on their own. So, mm. you know, when when it comes from them, and then whatever it is they come up with, regardless of whether as a parent, well, that might not be very interesting to us. It's not about us as parents at that particular time, it's about the kids. Mm. So when we encourage them to come up with activities for us to do as a family, we need to actually follow through and do them and give them a try and, mm. and not dismiss those. I think that's really important is in doing that, just to make sure that they have some power, give them some power and then let them follow through with it. And and then they're not going to be defaulting to, well, I just, just want to watch the movie kind of thing. I hope that answers your question. Well, that's awesome. I love it. It's so <clears throat> I'm really glad you share because it's like missing that part because like, no, I don't like that. You know, no, that's not, that's not what I would love to do right now, but actually give them the space to like, let's just do your thing and give it. It's like, if you schedule like, you know, watch Netflix for an hour and then like, let's do dad things for an hour. Let's do, you know, child things for an hour, but yeah. different people take lead and, and can be open and communicative with that. I love that. So, so final thing we're going to round off now in a moment. Uh, is that okay? In a couple more moments, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's like um, with your experience to go through this to like be really frustrated and see you know the pain and 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 seeing in in your son and then deciding and create the support for for other people. What is like the one thing that you think that people need to realize, understand this? Like you can't miss not knowing this when you're growing up and, and supporting your kids to become beautiful beings when it comes to the digi digital world? What's the one thing they cannot not know? Um, like I mentioned before, I think the one thing that parents don't know or realize is the, the impact of their development and how we're changing how us as human beings would normally develop without um, technology. Uh, yeah. One of the things I found in my research that was interesting was that... Uh, we're exposing our kids to uh, things through television and movies and video games that are above their age level for understanding. And so they're at a very young age being exposed to adult type of scenarios and situations and, and skipping big pieces of their development, which I thought was very interesting. And, and I think that's where we need to be more aware of how we're affecting them developmentally because we, we don't want to make things worse for them. Um, we are the, the first generation of parents to raise kids in a totally technological environment. And so, and we don't know how to deal with that, you know? So being conscious of, of how we're affecting their development, that's the key thing that I don't, I know most parents don't understand and, and how they're impacting their kids. It seems innocent enough, but the impacts are huge. And how's that going to, how how's that going to affect our kids when they're in their 20s or as adults you know 
and we don't want to discourage them from technology, but there needs to be a healthy relationship and we're not providing that right now. So, um, and it's like technology creates this dopamine releases, right? It, it makes us high on because we get instant gratification and that's kind of the thing we don't want to do. It's proven like successful people, happy people are, are used to delayed gratification, not instant gratification. Yeah. Uh, so that's like one of the triggers that happens in, in the brain of, of releasing this, chem this, this chemical that is not helping us for long term happiness and success. Uh, so where can people go and learn about this, like understand the Im actual impact? Um, well, as I mentioned uh, yesterday in my comment, I am developing a uh, program for parents where we'll be talking about how to, to uh, create a family strategy that centers around how to use technology as a family together. Um, and uh, that's coming shortly. Uh, so that'll be available. Um, I do a, a weekly Facebook live show on my business page, uh, my company Stratus Route Networks. So every week I have a different topic where I talk about well-being, security awareness, um, and that content is really geared towards the everyday person. Mm. I'm an IT consultant, so I do deal with uh, bigger companies as well, but, but this content is really geared towards just the everyday person. There's so much that we need to uh, be aware of and, and to protect our families, not just our kids, but in some cases, our grandparents mm. grew up with technology and you know, there's so many things out there. So that's uh, another good resource. Like I said, I do that uh, uh, once a week. And uh, so that's a great resource. What's the address, the URL for that? Um, it's uh, facebook.com slash stratusroute. Stra once again, how do you spell that? Stratusroute. So S-T-R-A-T-U-S-R-O-U-T-E. Beautiful. So if you have any questions and you want to follow up and learn more from Brad and maybe check out his program when it's time, connect, uh, check out Stratus Road or connect to him uh, personally. Maybe that's okay. <laughs> I'm bold here <laughs> with a bold claim. And, and thank you so much for joining. This is the first episode of Thriving in Crisis. And I'm really grateful for you, Brad, showing up in the spot moment just like half an hour ago. Like, let's do it. And I'm really grateful for your very tangible, usable advice that we can take home now, implement in our families. So if, if where people are in quarantine, if people are isolated, can now take this information, what you shared, and create a more healthy environment and make this time an opportunity more than an issue. So thank you so much, Spread. Thank you, Matthias. I really appreciate this opportunity. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> and if you're watching this now or if you're checking out uh, later on, uh, there will be an up another episode uh, tomorrow. Uh, if you're looking on the podcast, check out previous episode of Dadpreneur Revolution where we support men to be the best version of themselves and live life without compromise. Thank you so much. Now is your time. Are you ready to take action and lead a life that you deserve? Join the conversation in the Dadpreneur community by visiting facebook.com slash groups slash dadpreneurs. That is facebook.com slash groups slash dadpreneurs. Thank you for listening and being part of the community. And do you know another dad that needs to hear this message? Share this now and help us spread the word. And for more tactics and inspiration, subscribe to be notified when the next episode launches or go straight in to our big library of amazing interviews and conversations to reach the next level now. See you soon.